Okay, hi there. <laughs> um, yeah, I went off on a, a tangent. Here's what I was posting. I troll right wing media so you don't have to. Save my animals, https colon slash slash go fund dot me slash one zero five four three a small a zero two. Justice Matters, check out my podcast, Politics AF. Thanks for 255K. There's been some incredibly important, wonderful news in the past 24, 48 hours, and only Midas Touch Network is providing the news we need. Actually, Trista, why don't you put on some of your music in the background while you read this? That's a good idea, Trista. Trista and the Edibles. SoundCloud. See here, Tristan Edibles, Tristan Edibles, 32 videos, YouTube. Let's see, Musica, Amazon Music, lousy recording. Let's see what that is. It's on Amazon. I don't know why this fucking device. I don't know why this fucking device cannot record my music properly, but the other version of my other podcast came out fine. So if you want to hear a nicer version of this music, go on, check that out. Politics AF. Here's some policy recommendations for the Justice Department. I'm planning to be volunteer. Trump made a few phone calls to Russia's Putin, Chinese President Xi. He knows he's going to prison for all his crimes. Trump is going to prison for the rest of his life. If he's lucky, maybe he could try to lie again and plead insanity. So that is some free advice for you, Mr. Trump. LOL. Popcorn. Out of desperation, is calling on his old dictator buddies from when he was president and asking his foreign allies to attack the United States. Duh. Duh. Benedict Donald, the biggest traitor of our lifetimes. Strongly recommend the Justice Department take him into custody immediately and charge him with treason and terrorism and seek the fucking death penalty. There's actually a skull for death penalty. That would be sweet. Then we can all move on as a nation free of the worst criminal in human history. Why the F won't Justice Department do its effing job? Cowards, that's why. Justice Department is obviously scared of old diaper Don. Hey, the Justice Department, do your fa- fucking job. Arrest Trump, arrest DeSantis, arrest Abbott. Shout out to the motherfucker named Brad, motherfuckers named Brad Kevin and a couple Richards at DHS for suppressing my everything. Go fuck yourself, boys. You can go to anchor.fm, Trista underscore D underscore Genova. Politics AF. These are links to my two podcasts at the moment. I publish 24-7, and my podcasts are found on all platforms. Now, good job, Trista. I cover all the pro-democracy podcasts, Midas Touch producer, and also cover ancient history, art, music, comedy. Thank you for almost 50,000 listens so far, just on one podcast. You guys are starting to catch on. Good for you. Now share my shit, motherfuckers. Everybody has the DOJ 202-514-2000. Why haven't you indicted Trump yet for January 6th insurrection? Mar Lardo, stolen documents. Why haven't you charged Matt Getz yet for child sex trafficking across straight lines? Why don't you investigate PPP fraud? Why don't you investigate Jared Kushner's $2.5 billion from the Saudis? Why haven't you charged any of the hundreds of Congress members who orchestrated January 6th insurrection yet? Why doesn't the DOJ investigate any of the 26 cases of sexual assault and rape against Trump involving Jeffrey Epstein in at least one case 
Why don't you take Trump into custody? Why don't you bare minimum take away his fucking internet? Why don't you charge Fox anchors and executives as co-conspirators in January 6th insurrection? Why don't you break up the corporate media monopoly when there are only four corporations that own all of our media? Why are these Republican traitors allowed to be still holding office when they're, they committed insurrection January 6th? Haven't you read the fucking Constitution? 14th Amendment? Leave it to me, leave it to me. Everything will be alright, be alright. She said, Leave it to me. Everything will be alright, be alright. Leave it to me. Okay. See, see, skip here, raise your vibration. Not today, Kevin. Demo this is a uh, uh, babysit, smartest touch, YouTube playlist. Everything they publish, I publish too. Everything you publish, I can publish too. I published everything that you do. Democratic star completely tortures Kevin McCarthy and GOP after latest stunts. Great. Yes. Jer uh, Come on with your hands up, motherfucking traitor Trump. Time's up, bitch. Come out with your hand up! Your dancing days are over, Diaper Donald! Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Midas Touch Network. We are joined again by Congressmember Jared Moskowitz. Congressman, welcome to the show. Love Happy to be guy. back. So, I can't say I truly missed Congress being in recess, although now that it's returned, it gives you? me a you, lot you, of you, you. You missed Congress, did you? I'm, it gives me a lot of content to discuss here. Although I certainly prefer normalcy, as Congress just returned from its August recess, Marjorie Taylor Greene is calling for secession. She just posted, "If the Biden administration refuses to stop the invasion of cartel-led human and drug trafficking into our country, states should consider." seceding from the union that took place earlier in the day. What's your response to that, Congressman? I mean, look, her husband called for uh, secession, which is why, you know, she had that in her personal life. I, I, I mean, what do you want me to say? I mean, she, she that's just being said for ridiculousness. Remember, she called for a national divorce again. <laughs> divorce. The refuses to stop the invasion of cartel-led human and drug trafficking. Midas Touch Network, we are joined again by Congressmember Jared Moskowitz. Congressman, welcome to the show. Love this guy. So, I can't say I truly missed Everything Congress being be all in right. recess, although be all now that it's right. returned, it gives me a lot of... It gives me a lot of... Content. 
to discuss here, although I certainly prefer normalcy. As Congressman returns from his August recess, Marjorie Taylor Greene is calling for secession. She just posted, if the Biden administration refuses to stop the invasion of cartel-led human and drug trafficking into our country, states should consider seceding from the union. That took place earlier in the day. What's your response to that, Congressman? I mean, look, her husband called for uh, secession, which is why, you know, she had that in her personal life. I I, I mean, what do you want me to say? (laughs) That's just being said for ridiculousness. Remember, she called for a national divorce. You know, divorce. Uh, But, you know, this is this is the same thing from her. She's definitely ratcheting up the commentary of late, you know. Or you're fired in advance. Christopher Perez, Trump for prison. Perjury trader Green calling for a national divorce is a distraction tactic from blocking her up and the rest of the Republican Congress members who took part in the insurrection. Justice Department, do your damn job. Remove them all from office at once, or you're fired in advance. Remember, she was being looked at as someone who was trying to work with Kevin McCarthy, maybe going a little bit more mainstream. Uh, But now, this seems to be vintage. Vintage Marjorie. It's good to see her back, isn't it? Right, where where she says things, and we kind of have to figure out what the heck she's talking about. Oh, like breaking up the union. That, 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 That sounds super congressional uh, and uh, a real leader. You even have right now within the MAGA Republican Party these different factions, right? You have uh, Ken Buck from the Free... Jared Moskowitz. Moskowitz. Is it with a K? Moskowitz. It's with a K. Moskowitz. Marcellus Ben. Freedom Caucus. He's calling out Marjorie Taylor Greene and saying while he was teaching con law, she was doing CrossFit videos on social media. Hey, look, she's she's good at that CrossFit. Okay, and Marjorie needs an outlet, so let her let her have CrossFit. 
And she went back and said that Ken Buck is a Democrat now, or a communist, fascist, Marxist, or whatever is going on there. It is complete turmoil, though, that's going on there. And what are you observing as you kind of walk the halls of Congress as Congress has returned? Introducing the filter sorb whole house water condition. Well, look, I mean, look, September is going to be fascinating. So you got Freedom Caucus members fighting with each other, of course, over Biden impeachment. You know, for those who you know want to continue to expand their Twitter following, uh, you know, they're, they're pushing impeachment. For Republicans that want to try to keep control of the House as they go into re-election, they know that's not what the American people want. They also know there's no evidence. In fact, you're starting to see these quotes from Republicans, and not just mainstream Republicans or moderate Republicans, but Freedom Caucus Republicans, that there is no evidence uh, that links Joe Biden to any of this. You know, I think uh, uh, Nancy May said you can't impeach President's son. And that's exactly right. Uh, you know, maybe Hunter did some things, and that's going to get him in trouble, and we'll see where, where the law takes. I mean, no one's above the law. That's our position with Donald Trump. It's the same thing with, with Hunter Biden. But there's nothing that links this uh, to Joe Biden. You know, but they've tried this whole thing, right? You know, he's head of the Biden crime family. None of it is sticking. Uh, but they'll, they'll continue to, to throw this at the wall. But now they're fighting with each other on impeachment. Okay, we're back. See what else is going on with Midas Touch. Help me if you can, I'm feeling down. And I do appreciate you being around. Help me get my feet back on the ground. Won't you please, please help me? Yeah, please donate to my GoFundMe. HTTPS colon slash slash gofund dot me slash one oh five four three small a zero two. It'll be in the write up for this podcast. Cops called on Lauren Bogart after disturbance. Bogart kicked out a Beetlejuice musical for causing a disturbance. Officials of the venue see she was vaping, singing, illegally recording, and causing a disturbance as the show was vaping. <laughs> oh my god. Nash reported that Boobert and her companion refused to leave after being asked politely to go down the left when he threatened to call the police. Police were called and did arrive, leaving only after Boobert. Finally left. Huh. <laughs> okay. Stupid bunt. What a bunt. Okay. How to turn the business into a Biggest get-rich-quick scheme in the world allowed me to retire before 30 because it's not a scheme. It's I'll turn your business into a million-dollar franchise.
Thanks for watching. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, Tika Wise, and you are watching Behind the Hustle. Today is a very, very special episode for me because I get to give you a peek into my world, which is the world of franchising. I have a lot of important information uh, that I'm going to share with you. I want you to really stick around to understand what franchising is, how you can get into it, and what is the importance of it. So, please, before I continue, like this video, share it everywhere. This is a very important episode, okay? I'm going to teach you all about franchising. So if you've ever thought about transforming your local business into a franchise empire, today we're unpacking the secrets. Now listen, speak of the franchisor, that's what people know me as. Um, I'm a franchisor. I want you to understand the difference between a franchisor and what most people know as a franchisee. Franchisor, or our or on the model. Think about employer employee, right? The franchisor owns the model. So think about McDonald's. Have you ever seen the person that owns McDonald's or the conglomerate of people who own McDonald's? No. But you probably know a few people who are franchisees. Franchisees are people who buy the model are granted the rights to open a store that looks like a McDonald's. So today, I am speaking about being a franchisor, the person who owns the model and grants the rights to what we know as a franchisee. Ownership. That's what we're talking about today. Stick around. Okay? Have some very, listen, I'm so excited for today. Unbelievable. Okay? So there, okay, I have some very important statistics, and this might bore you, but don't let it, because if you let this fly by, you're not going to get any of what we're trying to do here, okay? Please take out a piece of paper and write this down, okay? I am a unicorn, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. There are 33.2 million small businesses in America, okay? So there's 33.2 million small businesses in America. That's a lot, right? Which combined accounts for 99.9% of all U.S. businesses. So most of the businesses in America are small businesses, right? Okay. With me. There are 33 million small businesses in the United States, right? More than 780 are franchise models. So when you think about a franchise model, think about Subway, McDonald's, those are two. Um, just think of it, you know, Wendy's, Burger King, those are all franchise models. So there's only, only 780,000 franchise models, but there are 33 million small businesses in the United States, okay? So that means there's opportunity for you to get into the franchise industry, 
okay? Stay with me. 780,000 franchises, franchisors, right? Out of the 33 million businesses in the country, right? Are you ready for this? There's, okay. So the 780, think about Subway, think about uh, McDonald's. Counting all those together, there's 780. But there's only a bit over 3,000 people like me who are franchisors, people who own the model. There's only 3,000 franchise over, a little over, 3,000 franchise concepts in the United States. There's only 3,000. 3,000 out of the 33 million small businesses. So only 3,000 concepts. There's opportunity, right? Now, last thing, okay? I'm, you know, there's, there's all this data about um, businesses, but 40% of retail sales in the United States come from small businesses. Check this out. Ready? Drop some fire in the chat if you're ready for the statistic. Like, I'm stuttering. Y'all got me stuttering. Put some fire in the chat if you're ready for the statistic that is the reason why I'm doing this episode. Just put a little fire in the chat. There's only 3,000 franchise brands. My brand is Kika Stretch Studio. That's my franchise brand, right? 3,000. Only 2.3% of all the U.S. small businesses are black owned. I'm just throwing this out there. I love all of you. Everybody, we're a family. Doesn't matter what your race, your background is. But I want you, I want to put this in perspective. And I want you to understand why this conversation is important. Okay? Only 2.3% of all firms in the U.S. are black owned. So that means um, businesses. And that number actually decreased this year. It was 3% last year. And now it's down to 2.3%, right? There are less than 1% of franchise concepts that are Black-owned. Less than 1% out of the 33 million small businesses in this country. Today, in today's episode, I'm going to share with you how you can become a part of the franchise industry, and not just from the franchisee's perspective, the person who buys the model, a franchisor's perspective. There are 3,000, a bit over 3,000 franchisors, people who own the model, less than 1% are minority owned, less than 1%. And many of the reasons is because people don't talk about how to get into it, what is it. I'm going to share all of that with you today. So if you are a stressed out entrepreneur, if you are stuck behind the front desk, you can't pick up your your kids on time from school because you have to work and you are a small business owner, I'm going to give you the keys to freedom today. So please put some fire in the chat for myself, part of the 3,000 franchisors in the country and a part of the less than 1%. Thank you. So I'm going to talk about my little franchising odyssey really quick so you can like bear with me. But I want you to keep in mind the word franchisor is the person who owns the model. The franchisee is the person who purchases the model. So I was a professional dancer. I acted. 
I was in New York, television, film, I pregnant with my small son, and um, I was going to go back to school or I was going to start a business. Everyone told me, don't start a business. You don't know anything about business, which was true. But, you know, me being who I am, if you tell me I'm not capable of doing something, I'm going to show you that I am. So I took my last $500, and this is real. You can look. This is real. This is not is not plus $500 and I opened a stretch studio well thing what what who opens a stretch studio me I took what I knew as a dancer and I turned it into a whole thing where I taught people how to stretch and then I would stretch their bodies lie them on the floor and help them become flexible release tension it's called Kika stretch studios not only that I developed my own method of stretching called the Kika method it was based on my stretching routine as a dancer. And I'm telling you all this because I want you all to understand that you have the power to create. And all you have to do is find out what your secret sauce is and use it to develop a brand, which later can become a franchise. And I'm going to tell you how to do that. And I'm going to tell you why you should think about doing that. Okay. So I did that. I just started to take care of my son. It turned into a business. We were featured in the New York Times, first page of the business page, um, first page of the business section, and it just, like, became a thing. I'm getting excited. It became a thing. Okay, so Kika Stretch Studios, look it up, look me up, um, and you'll see what I'm saying. So it came to a point where I was so tired, I opened a second location. I was so tired, it's funny, I pulled over in a McDonald's parking lot with my son, I took a nap and I was like, I cannot keep doing this. I can't be everywhere, right? So you see these entrepreneurs, these business owners, they own multiple locations. What happens is they burn out and they are unable to learn the art or master the art of delegation. So they burn out, they wind up closing, um, they never get from behind the front desk. So at that point, I said, I have to do something where I can figure out how to open up more locations, but have help doing it. So that's why I thought about franchising. Now, why don't, why isn't franchising a thing like real estate, Airbnb, like we talk about all these things, but the true wealth in business comes from franchising, okay? So years down the line, so I turned it into a franchise, I started selling locations. So I have locations across the country. Along the way, I learned so many things I actually have a group that I have now um, called franchisenow.com and I actually teach others how to become franchises, small business owners or even people thinking about business, I teach them how to do it because the lack of that education is what took me so long to even turn into a franchise. No one's talking about it. Kika Wise is talking about it. Okay. So I went through a lot of stuff horrible things, um, but perseverance and learning, you know, you just keep going. So branding is more than just a logo. So I'm hoping that you guys um, own businesses, want to own businesses, but I'm also speaking to people who don't even own a business, and I'm going to tell you how you can benefit from franchising, okay? So it's more than just a brand and a logo. Your identity comes from you. 
who you are as a person, what makes you unique, that is your brand story. So for me, I was a single mother. I started stretching people. Literally, all I had was a mat and a ball. And I helped people maintain or even get a sense of freedom that they've never had before. I used my dance training. And people were like, why did you choose stretching? Well, because I didn't have any money to go back to school to get Pilates or yoga certification. So I said, let me use what I already have, which is my dance training, and make some money off of it. So for those of you who are like, you know, I don't have money to like invest into doing anything else. I'm tapped out. I'm at rock bottom. What you have to understand is you already have more than enough more than you ever thought you might need to get started. You just have to hone in on what makes you unique, what makes you thrive, <laughs> what you love doing and what you're naturally good at. We talked about this before, what you're passionate about and what you're naturally good. Put that together, that's what you should be doing in your life. So much of this life is figuring out what you should be doing, right? <laughs> What keeps you up at night? What are you naturally good at? That's what you should be doing. Okay. So you have to define your brand's soul and promise. You have to develop your brand's soul. And guess what? Put some, put, a, put some answers in the chat. Forget the fire. How do you define your brand's soul? Please drop some answers in the chat. How do you define your brand's soul? And the reason why I'm doing this episode is because I'm bringing some light to the world of franchising, which most people don't even know about. And I'm encouraging you that you can, too, become a part of that less than 3,000 of us brave souls who decided to start their own brand. Can we just pause? There's only over 3,000 people who said, let me turn my business concept into a franchise. Is it just me or is that insane? And this is stuff you can you can look this up. I wish I could share my screen, but things you know things get crazy. Um, what you start? But there are only a bit over three thousand people, or you could say entities entities, who decided to turn their concept into a franchise. And how many people are in this country? Okay. I'm one of the 3,000, and you can become a part of that 3,000 too. So let me just hurry up so you like, what's the point? How do I do it? Okay. So how you develop your brand's soul is by going through and overcoming obstacles, which in return become your brand's soul. Yes. Yes. You see, everybody wants, people watch all of these, not this one, right? Y'all are, y'all are woke. People watch all these podcasts, they do all these things, and they are looking for a get-rich-quick scheme. They're looking for a way to make money without having to go through any of life's challenges anymore. They're looking, everyone is sick of going through obstacles. Let's just, let's just be real, okay? Nobody wants to wake up and get that email, get that letter, get that text. Nobody wants to do that. But guess what? Everyone goes through it. There is nothing that you can do in business or in life that is easy. And what happens is people quit. 
And that's why the numbers are so small. That's why there's only 3,000 brave entities who said, I'm going to turn my concept into a franchise. And I can't, every time I say that, I'm just like, Google it right now. I'm telling you, this is all facts. I do my research, okay? Um, but this is a number that is like very, <laughs> everybody knows. So there's only 3,000 entities in the United States who have turned their businesses into franchises. That said, you have to go through obstacles, you have to overcome things in order to build something so strong that it can survive. Okay? So thinking about defining your brand soul, all those hard moments, all those things that you want to forget that you don't tell people about, that is what make that's the meat of your soul. Use it to inspire not only yourself, yes, only three thousand. Use it to not only inspire yourself, but inspire others. Okay? We're gonna get to all that. Okay. One of the hardest parts that's never give up on yourself. As you see, numbers are just dropping, small businesses are closing. Um, it's a very hard time for a lot of people. This is why I say franchising is something that everyone, even if you just started a business, you should still think about it because the process of becoming a franchise will develop your soul, your brand soul and your soul soul. Because let me tell you, okay, I am not the person I am when I first franchised. <laughs> Let's just put it like that, okay? <laughs> the hardest part of this is that you have to make sure, if, and guess what? You can have physical locations, and you can franchise online businesses. Put some, who knew that? Put some fire in the chat. You don't have to have a physical location to be a franchise. You can be an online store or online business and turn it into a franchise. So real estate, I can't, everything, coffee shops, art studios, Everything can turn into a franchise. And the benefit of franchising is that, I know, like, get to the point. The benefit of franchising is that you get to expand your brand without having to do everything yourself. You get to select like-minded people who are high-level. Step number one, choose high-level people who are like-minded. Because if you don't, you're going to run into problems. But... You can actually select the people you want to open up your stores or your businesses and approve them. So you're going to be able to expand. Yes, nonprofits too. You, YMCA, you're going to be able to expand your brand at a much faster rate. This is all to be done cautiously. You have to choose the right people. And most importantly, believe it or not, concept has to be able to make a profit. We're going to talk about that later, okay? Um, okay. I'm jumping. I'm jumping. So, <laughs> you have to adapt your brand to changing times without losing essence. Let me give you an example. I've been in business for over 12 years. I franchised four years ago. We all have um, storefront locations and you know, everything's changing. Um, the cost of living has gone up. So many things are happening. So what I did last year and this year is I was able to come up with another model within my model that operates in the client's home and not just in the studio space. 
So we have storefronts, but we also have an at-home model that reduces the cost for employees, I mean, for um, owners, and we're able to pay our staff more. And there's a lot of secret sauce in there. So a lot of your, or the biggest part of your job as a franchisor is to develop things that make sense on paper, okay? And we'll talk about that a little bit later. Basically, what you're saying is franchising as basically leveraging networking. Yes, um, jumping forward again, when you have multiple businesses, because I did multiple locations, you have to employ all of the staff. You have you are liable for everything that happens, right? Accidents, things that happen with your staff. You are liable for everything. When you have a franchise, each location is independently owned and operated. So you have a location in Dallas and Houston, say your location is Dallas, the person you select to run the location in Houston, they hire their own staff. You teach them how to do everything you've done that was successful. Now, the key to franchising, and I'm going to drop a lot of gems today, so I hope y'all are taking notes, okay? The key to franchising <laughs> is to make sure what you're teaching someone actually works. So, like, a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs, they're like, what is franchising? Franchising is teaching someone what you did to become successful. There's a lot of business owners on Instagram, Facebook, all over, you know, social media, flossing, showing what they have, showing how, you know, da, 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 da. but does it really work? The question, right? And that is why there's such a small number of actual franchise brands, because if you are unable to teach someone how to do exactly what you did, you can't be a franchise. You're going to have a difficult time. And... In the United States, y'all are going to love this. Okay, stay with me. If you allow someone to open up with your logo, with your name, it is seen as a franchise. Most people think, oh, I could just let my cousin open up a location or my neighbor open up a location under my name. I don't have to be a franchise. Well, if you get caught, that's seen as an illegal franchise. You will run into so many problems I can't even explain on this video. But actually in this country, if it's under the same trade names and under the same images and logos, it is a franchise and you do have to become a franchise. You can't just let people open up without it being regulated. It's regulated by the FTC, okay? So <laughs> when you're a franchise, you people buy your business, basically. If you don't sell it and walk away from it, buy it ranges from one dollar to a hundred thousand dollars so let's say uh TNT new life say you had a business concept and you wanted to sell it to me say you charge fifty thousand dollars you i would pay that franchise fee up front i would give you fifty thousand dollars up front and i will also pay you monthly royalties that range it can be all different numbers it depends on your industry most fees are 5%, 6%, 7%. So I'm giving you $50,000 up front, and then I'm going to pay you 6% of my gross income every single month. Most franchise agreements are for 10 years. Do I say that again? So 
you sell your franchise, say it's, I want to sell it for 50000 It's $50,000, but that's not how you make your money in franchising. You make it off of royalties. Every single month, you'll get 5%, 6%, whatever the percent is, off of the gross, not the net. That is how generational wealth can be built in the small business world. It is There is nothing like franchising in the world of business. Well, I'm not going to say nothing. But when it comes to being a solopreneur or having a few shops, your net profit will never be the profit that you would receive from turning your business into a franchise. With that said, you have to make sure whoever buys your model is able to make a profit. Okay? So that's why if you're earning a percentage, if the percentage is low, you are encouraged to help them figure it out. So the worst thing you could do is try to sell somebody something that doesn't work. But if you sell them what you've done, it's up to them to follow your systems. I know y'all have heard of this. Systems and processes. Now here's where it where it gets tricky. We are human, right? Yep, I got it, I got it. But over time, they may not follow your system and processes. They may try to change the model, and that's where things go awry. But ultimately, you're protected as a franchisor, and people have to follow your system and your your uh, your um, processes in franchising. It's legally they have to follow it. So it protects you more than any other type of venture ever protect you but one thing that somebody told me and which is so true and i'm like man this is like for real for real one of my mentors in franchising was like kika you have to find people who will listen to you because if you find franchisees who don't care to listen to you and start to say well i could do it better it's never going to work because your system is what has worked for you for years why won't it work for them only if someone doesn't listen it's very simple very simple. So the hardest part of franchising is choosing the right people. And the Big Mac was actually founded by a franchisee. So you have to open, you have to also be open to constructive criticism. Some of the best concepts have been created not by the franchisor, but the franchisee. So you have to be open to listening. Your ego cannot exist. But you do have to draw the line and understand if something works and if it doesn't work. So there's a lot of dynamics, a lot of dynamics there. I'm going to answer all of your questions. I just want to go through a few things. So your brand's power is truly in shaping customer loyalty. Okay, so let's talk about the steps to franchise greatness. Okay, eligibility. I can't talk today. I'm so excited. Eligibility check, right? So gauging if your business model is franchise worthy. There's several things that you should do, but the first thing is, are you making a profit? You cannot sell somebody a business that is not making a profit because that would be a horrible thing to do, right? So you or your business has to work. And instead of you deciding, let me open 10 locations, you're going to spread yourself thin. It's not going to be the same. Your quality of life is going to diminish. One of the great things I love about franchising is that we're all on the same mission together, but we don't have to run all the locations ourselves. We're running our individual locations, and together we are thriving as a unit. 
when you are a solopreneur and you're like, oh, look at me, how tired are you? Are you still answering the phone? Are you still answering all the emails? Do you still have to sit behind the front desk? One of the things to know if you're able to franchise, have you hired staff? <laughs> have you hired staff? So not only am I a franchisor, but I also help entrepreneurs turn their businesses into franchises. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, but a lot of people come to me like, hey, I never employed, I never hired anyone before. Can I be a franchisor? No. You need to know how to hire so you can teach others how to hire. And one of the things that prevents small business owners from going to the next level as a franchise is their inability to delegate. Y'all don't delegate. Not y'all. I'm just saying. Y'all don't delegate. Or maybe we don't know how. Here's a great, great book. Ready? The E, like letter E. The E-Myth Revisited. The E-Myth Revisited. It teaches you how to fire yourself from your own business. What? What are you talking about, Kika? Yes. That's a thing. Why are you still answering the phone? You've been in business for, what, five years? Why are you still answering the phone, answering the phone and checking all the emails? So you have to get out of that blockage of thinking that you can or you should be doing everything yourself. Because you can and you will fail. The art of delegation. That's probably a book. I'm, I'm sure it is. I, I, I'm not making, that's not my unique terminology. I'm sure it's just too amazing. The art of delegation. So you have to be a likable person that people want to work for. That's a whole other thing, whole other topic. But you have to delegate different tasks. So here's what you do. On a sheet of paper, write down all the things that you don't like doing, answering the phone, sending out emails, and hire someone to do those things. That becomes maybe a manager. Okay? And then you're able to gauge if your business model is franchise-worthy if you actually have team members in place with roles, things that they... Uh, tasks, these all become systems, and then when you franchise, you teach someone else how to hire someone similar and how to give them the workflow that you gave your person. So you have to know how to delegate. That's how you know, and also you have to have made a profit. And so I have this thing online, I think I told you, FranchiseNow, um, FranchiseNowPlease.com, and it actually teaches you all about the world of franchising before you decide to do it. So you can see if you want to do it, and then you can see what it's all about. It's almost like a school that doesn't exist. So that's online. I'll drop the link later. The FranchiseNowPlease.com. It teaches you how to do all of these things. So you can take your business to the next level from one unit, two unit, three unit, and more across the, the nation. Okay? So there's legal hurdles, too. So you have to navigate the franchise agreements and disclosures. So when you sell somebody a franchise, you're selling them a territory. What's a territory? It's a city with a mile radius or a couple of miles. Usually it's three miles. So what you're actually selling is a territory, a city, three miles from this city, five miles. And you're allowing someone to do business within that territory. So you have to navigate that in a certain way and that's where you can go to Franchise Now, please, and find out how you do that, okay? 
you have to have an operational blueprint. Okay, let's see. I want to read some of these comments because I'm just like, I was so excited to do this episode. Except Kika the franchise, or I tried that, but a franchise name lost 50k. Uh, word up, word up. Oh, Burger I Am. I've heard about Burger I Am. Oh, man. You gotta send me. Listen, if you have any questions or if you want to be a part of the little franchise education school that I have going on, you see my Kika I Am on Instagram. A-I-K-A-I-A-M. Send me a DM with the word join and I will send you a link for all the information you need. Because for those just tapping in, there's only 3,000 entities, people, who have decided to turn their business into a franchise. Is that, it doesn't even make sense. Every time I say it, I'm like, what? So there's so much opportunity for all of you. You just have to know how to do it in order to thrive. No, so it's franchisenowplease.com. I'll put it in the, the chat. <laughs> Franchise now. So um, a lot of my work, so I'm a franchisor, I have my own thing going on, but a lot of my work is spreading the word about franchising so others can thrive and benefit from it. Um, because, like I said, I'm a unicorn in this industry. There are 3,000 uh, franchises. Less, it's probably, it's, it's, there's no data, actually, because I've talked to some of my franchisor friends, and there's only, like, I only have, like, six of them. And it's less than 1% are Black-owned of the 3,000. There's no one in this industry. So I'm doing this episode because I want to share the knowledge, forbidden knowledge, and franchising is forbidden knowledge. Nobody knows what I'm talking about when I say I'm a franchisor. What? what is, oh, you own? No, I created the whole brand from scratch. And I sell it to other people. And that's what a franchisor is. Okay. I once inquired about a Taco Bell franchise in our town. The closest one was 15 miles away and another town. They said no. Yeah, you have to be... People don't always say yes. And honestly, that's one of the things that you want to be aware of when you first start franchising. You can't just sell it to anyone. You can't just sell it to anyone because not many people can handle owning a business, right? It doesn't matter how much money you have. You have to be able to be likable. There's just so many things, okay? So there's 3,000 brands in the country that have turned into a franchise. Less than 1% of the 3,000 are minority-owned. So here I am. I'm one of those people, and I'm teaching you how to be a franchisor. Own your model, not just a franchisee. Beauty supply stores, wing shops. I've helped so many people. It started with COVID. Um, yes, there's a there's a website that has franchises for sale. Um, helped so many people get into the industry because I believe in diversity. Hello. If you don't, if you what if you have no business? How do you start? Go to you can um, just learn about it. This is an industry that. People need to learn about like franchising is a whole different world it's a whole nother world it's not like the world of business okay so you have to learn about it go to franchisenowplease.com and then you can join our world group okay so 
Preparation is key, so you can't dive in blindly, right? Capital secrets. Now, let me tell you something, okay? This is It is often less expensive to create your own franchise brand. So think I'm creating my own McDonald's. I'm creating my own Subway. It's less expensive to create your own brand sometimes than it is to purchase someone else's. But if you start your own thing, you're going to have to have your own secret sauce. You can't, not, not everybody can be a franchisor. And that's why I'm saying if you are, if you own a business, if you own multiple locations and you're just stuck behind the front desk or you can't expand or you're paying for everything, you should think about becoming a franchisor. However, you can also work within a franchise company and you can learn about it and you should know about it. So not everybody can be a franchisor or wants to be, but you need to know about the industry in order to understand why there's only 3,000 people in the industry itself. It's just it's wild. Okay. So this is what I was going to say. So one of my first franchises was I had I told you I had a location and um, I was so tired running back and forth from one location to the other. That's another sign that it's time to franchise. Stop trying to do everything yourself, sis, or bro. Um, and so I decided to franchise. But it's not all about capital, right? It's about opportunity, people, places, and things. I had a manager at my second location who was so amazing. I knew, for those who have employees, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. I knew she was so amazing that at some point she was going to leave. It's also about having foresight and thinking about things before they happen. That's what, you know, that's why it's only 3,000 people who are doing this out here because some people can't. So I was like, what can I do? So I actually was able to offer her the purchase of the first franchise. And guess what? She bought it. So my manager, who knew the systems, knew everything, the ins and outs of the business, was the first franchisee. So think about that. For those who have staff, for those who have family members who already know the business, why not give them the first franchise? Then there's other little secrets and tips. I'm not, I don't want to go too long. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but there's ways to do things to provide opportunity that are not very expensive. Yeah, she said, that's not, that's my problem, trying to do everything on my own. You can't. Send me a DM on Instagram, A-I-K-A-I-M, with the word join. Got you, okay? Got some special things going on. Because people were like, Kika, people don't know about franchising. You have to do something. And I'm a franchisor. I'm focused on my own brand. But a large part of me is helping people get into this industry because it's not talked about. And it's like people have often said, don't even worry about trying to get people in. Like people have said that to me, but that's not me. There is a piece of this for everyone. So franchising is something that can close the wealth gap. It can close things that have been open for generations because franchising is a solid system and a solid way to thrive as a business. So instead of closing your doors because you, you're burnt out, 
why don't you think about expanding and allowing other people to help you? That's what a franchisee is. So don't give up. This episode, I hope, will bless people to not give up, to keep going, and to think bigger than they've ever thought before. Because instead of being stressed about your two locations, what if you were able to have 10 across the country and drive with the help of others? And that's what this is all about. Okay. So some of the common misconceptions about capital, right? Finding investors. So oftentimes you don't need to find an investor to help you do this right away. All you have to do is reserve some of your funds. Cut your spending and use that access capital to go towards starting your own franchise. If you need help, send me a DM. I got you, Kika, I am. Franchising is fun, yes. Um, yes. Um, Self-funding is the easiest way to get into it. And um, I partnered with a company that helped me get into franchising. Um, and we actually help people get into it. Payment plans, no interest, it's crazy um, because it helps more people get into the industry. So if you're interested, send me a DM. Um, but the biggest takeaway is like financial strategy can make or break your franchise dream, right? So you have to have a strategy and you have to know that your systems and your operations are solid. How many small business owners do we have here on the video right now? Some fire in the chat if you own a small business. Some fire in the chat. So if you have physical locations, you have to choose winning locations every time. So you need to have high foot traffic. You need to be in the center of town. Much of business is like how many people can you expose it to? It's not So you can have a great concept that works. And all you have to do, I'm saying all you have to do, but obviously we know that's not all you have to do. But the biggest thing that you need to do is to make sure it's exposed to people who want to purchase it. So that's why if you have a physical location, you should be in an area where people walk by and see it. Or you have a presence online and you're using keywords, you're using ads and placing them in in places where your ideal customer will see. So it's all a numbers game, uh, but choosing the right location definitely is something that you need to do. Quality control is so important, but like I said, <clears throat> franchising protects you a lot. And it safeguards you as the founder and the entrepreneur, so it just doesn't go left. People can't just take your business and go left. It's important to maintain your brand standards as you expand. Now there's growth, of course. Um, so you want to grow with purpose and strategy, okay? Oh, no physical location in your business. Listen, you don't have to be a storefront in order to be a franchise. You can be a retail, um, I'm sorry, an online business. You can be an online business. Um, and even if it's not a huge business, you should still think and learn about franchising because this could be your your path to retirement or um, there's so many elements to franchising that it's a whole nother world. So you don't have to have a physical location, um, but you want to think about it before you. I want to answer some questions. Q&A, Q&A, Q&A. Drop your questions in the chat about franchising. 
franchisor versus franchisee. Oh, beauty shop. So I've helped beauty shops, uh, wing shops, uh, massage parlors, so many people. Yes, so many people. Oh, my. Yes, senior care is huge in franchising. What systems do you need to start a franchise? So you need systems like if it's a whoever's answering the phone, like that's a whole system. What are they saying? You can't just have people answering the phone however they want. The whole system is like, what are you saying? Hello, thank you very much. Like everything needs to be written down so that it's standard and other people can learn from it. The biggest thing is, and this is why I said you have to delegate and you have to hire people so you know what to teach the next person because what you teach the next person is in fact the system. So because I 